Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a like, drop a comment wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totry. Joined on this special Monday episode, we've got our usual suspects, Shane Diefenbach, Sean DePaz, and then we've got the one and only Craig Morgan Woo! joining us on this yeah, Monday. Baby. Craig, He's actually a more famous Craig Morgan who's a country singer, so... Mm. Oh. Not even always, only, I've only I'm heard not of even this the most Craig, famous one. I've only heard of this Craig Morgan. So. I need a Craig Morgan. Arizona's Morgan most famous <laughs> Craig Morgan. Yeah, you definitely have to qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Put it like that, boys. How are you guys doing? Good. Um, it's it's fun to be in a room, in virtual room, where Craig Morgan isn't the most famous person in it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's all because I'm sure you've seen uh, Twitter, and that's why everybody is here. We have got legendary former ASU women's basketball coach Charlie Turner Thorne spent 25 years on ASU's bench more than 30 years coaching Charlie thank you so much for taking some time today my pleasure thanks for having me you guys good to see you yes what have the first I mean couple of days been like now that it's out there and you are officially retired um (laughs) Yeah, but what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, I say this very humbly, overwhelmed, overjoyed. I've been returning text messages um, <laughs> almost until like maybe Sunday afternoon. Um, voicemails, emails. It's really been um, just a, I guess, a full on love fest with just my former players and, you know, people that I had the honor to work with and, and just a lot of people that I've known. I'm obviously very, very old, you guys. So I've been <laughs> around a long time, um, been able to, to meet a lot of people. So um, that's mainly, but obviously, you know, transitioning um, here in the office today, starting to pack stuff up and, and, uh, and definitely working on what's next. For sure. Well, you just kind of talked about it, how it was just the time to retire. Um, you want to spend more time with your family. What was that kind of conversation like with your kids uh, when you told them you were retiring? And how long was that process before you kind of announced it? You know, I think it's, um, I mean, I didn't, I mean, two of them aren't even in the house anymore, right? So they're, they're uh, getting older. But I, I think it was, my, you know, my parents are not doing well. They're in Los Angeles um, it's been very, you know, in coaching, you can't, your life really isn't your own. You can't just mm-hmm. pick up and go, Oh, I'm going to go bop over and see my parents. I, you know, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. It just doesn't work that way. I take about a week and a half a year. And then other than that, you know, my schedule hasn't been my own. And I just felt the two years of the pandemic and, and all that, that, um, not so much the coaching. I mean, that was hard, but you know, I do hard. That's, that's fine. It just people in my life, not, surviving it, um, you know, people not being able to help certain people and just everything definitely gave me a perspective of, is this a time in my life where I just need to be able to do what I need to do? And, um, it was kind of, it wasn't a aha moment. I think it was a little bit gradual. Um, when I threw it out to my kids, they didn't believe me. (laughs) They're like, yeah, right. You're just going to keep coaching, you know? And, um, so that, that's kind of, that was, that was their response, but very supportive, you know, and, and they see, they see what, you know, the, the world of a coach is like just every day, all the time. And, and so I think they're genuinely just happy for me and, and really supportive. Sorry to hear that about your parents. I hope that you are able to spend more quality time with them and, and with your entire family. Charlie, you and I sat in your office many times and 
talked about the problems of the world. Actually, actually I think we solved a lot of the problems of the world. So <laughs> surprise people did. didn't consult right. us. But right. one, one of your major things was promoting and growing not just women's basketball, but women's sports. What obstacles did you face along the way, Charlie? You know, I honestly, Craig, I did come at a good time. Like I was a college athlete when Title IX was actually starting to be implemented, right? They sort of hired Tara Vandiver at Stanford and made a commitment to the program. And so I, I do want to say, well, I I will say right now we're still fighting. We're still growing, you know, in terms of equity with women's athletics. But we have come an amazing way in my lifetime, in, in my um, college career through my coaching career. Um, we have more now than we've ever had, you know, and I talk about student athletes, coaches, resources, you know, television and, and, and just opportunities. Um, so all of that is really good. Um, are we, is everything equitable? Obviously at the final four last year, um, you know, with, with the bubble final fours, there was a lot exposed in the Kaplan report and, and, you know, for, for college women's basketball in particular, it was very much known that, okay, you know, we are just sort of an afterthought a little bit in terms of the resources and activating sponsors, you know, even, um, um, you know, just selling our game. And, and, and I think it really came to light that, hey, we can sell our game. Look at our social media presence. Look at this. Look at that. And that's actually being done this year. So that that's exciting to me, um, I think. You know, on one one end for for women's basketball right now, it's it's better than it's ever been. You know, I mean, the tendency is down from the pandemic, but right prior to the pandemic, it was at an all time high, and and the money and the resources. The flip side to that is, you know, it has become a lot like the men's game. It's very transactional. The name, image, and likeness, and you know. What, what have you done for me lately? And, you know, what am I going to get paid is a whole new element in college athletics and kind of like the pro model, frankly. Um, so, you know, blessings and curses, I guess, with, with all the growth. Um, but heck, you know, we haven't even passed the equal rights amendment in our country. So is, <laughs> is, you know, let's face it. I mean, we're, we're, is equity there across the board with women's athletics? Of course not. Um, but ton of growth, uh, a lot of momentum, and, and this is good. You touched on some of the things that I was, was going to ask you about right there, but if you could map out the next 25 years, what would you like to see in, in women's basketball, women's sports, and do you want to play some role in making that happen? No, not my problem. Next question. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding, joking, joking, joking. joking. Um, there's, a teeny bit of me, there's a teeny bit of me that says that because I've, I've tried to fight the good fight for so long. It's like, whew, mm -hmm. take a breath. Um, you know, that's a great question. I don't even know that I can do it justice, Craig, in terms of the next 25 years. I mean, I, I, there, I don't think there's any going backwards in terms of, you know, name, image, and likeness and, and this kind of pro model that we're in in college athletics. But I really hope that the social media platforms and just the media coverage growth will continue to grow the sport and more and more people will appreciate uh, you know, women basketball players, women athletes, they'll invest in it. There'll be more opportunities. Young girls growing up are going to see, oh, you know, I want to do, I want to be, you know, professional athlete. Um, and I, you know, it's not that they don't see that now, but I clearly there's room for growth. I mean, we all know what's happening with Brittany Griner and I keep getting asked, well, how come she's having to play overseas? 
Mm. And, you know, obviously it's because that's where she makes the big bucks, you know, not here in the United States. And just the fact that the, the professional women's basketball players have to play two seasons to kind of maximize, you know, their, um, their earning power is hard. You know, Breon January has done that for a number of years and it's definitely taken a toll on her body. And I just kind of think about, wow, if she only had to play one season, you know, that how much more longevity she would have. And, and, uh, so I don't know, I'm opening another can of worms, but <laughs> there, there you go. I'm all over the place. Sorry. <laughs> we do this a lot, so that's okay. <laughs> okay good, good, good. Little, little, uh, James Joyce and stream of consciousness. <laughs> that, that's um, my, that's my jam. <laughs> so I, obviously you're a main. This is this is your program. ASU is gonna is gonna miss you. It's gonna be different without you. What are you going to miss about ASU being a part of this program? What is it? What is it you think you're gonna miss most about it? Wow, that's that's a good question. I mean, just the people, you know, my my, my staff, the players, all the people that, you know, my my tra- my Diana, our trainer, and Rich, my strength coach, and all these people that. I've just see every single day practically in my life and communicate with, I think I will miss the most. Um, I've just had an incredible staff over the years and people that just work their lives away, you know, for these student athletes and for me and the program. And um, so hands down, just the people. Charlie, I want to ask you a little bit about res ball. I got the opportunity to see you guys firsthand a couple of years ago and just You've talked about the importance of that community. I'm curious as to how Resball has impacted you and what it taught you. So I first got exposed to Resball when I was the head coach at NAU. Um, you know, I got up there. I'm I'm this young coach from LA, <laughs> so I did not know much about Native American culture and and the passion for basketball, you know, on the res. And I really got introduced to it up there. And, and even just being at the state tournament in the, in the sky dome and it being completely filled and me asking like, Oh, who who are you watching? And Oh, you know, my, my cousin, but they weren't even related, you know, per blood. And it's just the, the, the love of basketball on the res is, is amazing. And, and then of course, you know, you see these, these teams that are out in the club scene and, and, you know, these, Res ball teams just shooting threes, running up and down, playing fast, you know, loving the game. Um, but definitely there. And then obviously, I mean, Michelle Tom, um, you know, was one of one of my early recruits at ASU. And she's actually being honored as one of uh, for our Founders Day Alumni Association uh, Woman of the Year Award uh, in a week here or so at ASU. Because uh, we're just so proud of all the work she's done as a doctor up in um you know, up in Winslow on the reservation and how much she's given back and all of her accomplishments. But she was, um, you know, the epitome of res ball. Of course, Rinaldi Vicente, everybody knows, mm. you know, from, from ASU and legendary. And she's still doing clinics and playing in tournaments. She's almost my age. <laughs> she's amazing. She's unbelievable. Um, but Kayleen Car- Carl, Ray- Rainey Chris, Ran West up at NNAU. I've, I've had the privilege to coach a lot of Native players who, um, all had that unique style. Um, and, uh, and then I've just been the privilege to, to be up in that community when we did that game up in window rock played Baylor. Um, that was so powerful. I mean, it was incredible how much they appreciated us being up there. Um, we had finished a practice and we're doing some, the players are doing some autographs and 
and, and grownups and kids alike were crying. And I was like, you know, what's, what's wrong? You know, what, what did we do? And, and they just said, no, they're just tears of joy that you guys are here and, mm. and how much they appreciate it. So, um, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on about, um, you know, just how special, um, the Native American community has been within my coaching experience, not just the players I've coached, but just the support of so many um, people. And and then just to be able to do that game and feel how much they appreciated us being up there and, and uh, exposing, you know, young people to, hey, you know, you can get your education paid for through college basketball. I mean, most of the people up there had never seen in person a college basketball game. Mm-hmm. So um, that was an incredible experience. And Obviously, being in Arizona with a large Native American population, it's it's been definitely my honor and a passion of mine to connect with that community, those communities, and um, try to get back in a small way and also just, you know, appreciate all their support over the years. For sure. Well, there's no doubt about the passion and love that you have for the game. And you mentioned new challenges, even possibly coaching some of these basketball clinics, even overseas what inspires you the most to keep that fire and passion about the game of basketball and mentoring these young adults? Well, I think, I mean, I, I definitely love the game. I, I, my, my passion is teaching. You know, I think I'm a, a teacher, teacher at heart. I think that's my, my calling. And so as I ride off into the sunset and, and uh, step aside, that's definitely something I want to continue to do to give back, um, be it, you know, using basketball as a vehicle would be amazing. And, you know, maybe it's, in, it will definitely be in our community, but maybe it'll be in, you know, other countries, you know, any, it'll be fun to explore the possibilities of, 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 um, you know, teaching and giving back in different communities, um, especially our own. I want to say that, but, um, yeah. And then, um, probably some other things in the hopper as well. We got to roll into the fun section now. Yeah. yeah let's right. roll into that. We've got, uh, We've got some fun questions now, so we'll, we'll lay off the grill. Um, Craig, do you want to go ahead and open sure. up? Sure. I wanted to ask you this, and we, we've actually talked about this in the past. What do you think you taught the college basketball ranks about fashion? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it would depend on who you ask. <laughs> uh, especially my early years up at NAU in Santa Clara with my my leather skirts and jackets. I don't know. I, I, I kind of cringe now. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they were okay at that time. Um, um, I, obviously I try to dress professionally and appropriately, uh, especially since I retired all my leather. Um, and, <laughs> but with style, uh, with panache, right? You know, I, it's fashion's just, fashion's just a personal thing, right, Craig? I mean, you guys, yeah. it's like you all, you're all dressed a little differently, you know, and it's just... <laughs> I, I am, I have no judgment on anybody. You know, if you want to wear sweats to your and coach your game, good for you, you know, and if you want to dress up good for you. And obviously these last few years were really bizarre. And I kind of did a little bit of both this year because I didn't even know what was appropriate anymore. Um, but yeah. So what's your question? <laughs> right. it, was, it was just important to you. It, it, it was important to you to look good. I think. Oh, okay. You just, we're talking about my vanity now. These are the fun questions. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely wanted to represent ASU and my team, my program. I, I did believe in dressing up. I felt like games were a really big deal 
you know, and, yeah. and I thought like, I should, like I get to wear sweats every single day, right? <laughs> like why would I wear sweats to a game, right? Like this is a time where I should actually put on some real clothes and, you know, this is, this is the culmination of all the preparation and everything. So I, I, you know, I always, um, enjoyed dressing up, I guess, for games. And, and I thought, you know, it was a really special thing. You know, every game that you got to coach, got to play was very special. And that's the way I looked at it. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed um, to hear you say that there's no judgment coming from you because I was going to ask you for that very thing, actually, with the uh, the panel that you're looking at right now on this set. Very different. You're, you're inflating Shane's ego well, with the sweatpants. No, no, let, me, let me just say, Charlie. I need you guys to stand up and kind of get You're first down, of all, you're hiding behind those computers. Uh, first of all, I've heard you say so many great things. You're one of the best just speakers ever. I've listened to countless interviews, but what you just said at the start of that answer was one of the most profound things ever. Fashion is a choice. If somebody wants to dress in sweats, they can. And, and it's not objective, Sean, this man consistently berates me about my sweatpants choices. And I love you for that. So thank you. You're very welcome. I live with three I have three young men and my husband and, and, uh, your fashion looks perfectly normal to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hate to hear that. I don't think, I don't think you know how much you truly empowered him now yeah. ahead of his trip to Vegas. So, uh, but uh, back to basketball a little bit, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious, you've coached a lot of players. So if you, for some reason, found yourself coaching a three on three team, which three of your former players would you want most oh. on your team? <laughs> Dude, no, I can't. I, can, I don't think I can go there. Well, how and about three, like a, three, three on three is very unique. Um, you know, because you really need shooters. You know, like the whole Olympic sport now. I mean, I, I, I it's really fascinating to me, and I'm, I'm really glad it's going to give more. You know men's and women's basketball players opportunities to be Olympians because it's, you know, a whole different game. Um, so, you know, I would consider our best shooters. Um, and we've had some great shooters over the years. And I mean, you know, you probably, you, I mean, Bree was great at everything. So, you know, you might put her in the mix, but we've had so many great shooters. And then I guess the question is, you know, do you bring, do you bring in one of your great centers from over the years? But um, I know how popular your guys' podcast is, and I know it's going to be like, you know, worldwide. And you know, <laughs> so I, I, am going to respectfully decline <laughs> that because I, again, 25 years of amazing players. I, I don't even think I could answer that like off the cuff. I would, I would want to be very strategic, and <laughs> and it would be, and it would be incredibly hard because we've had so many great players. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, well, do you have any strange or weird, fun recruiting stories about, uh, any former players or maybe somebody that didn't end up coming to ASU? Did anything come to mind? Well, I went and did falconry. Um, you guys know what falconry is? Yes. I didn't know yes. until I actually Please did tell. Because I'm from LA, right? So yeah. yeah, I mean, you go out on a big, huge field with this recruit and her dad and their dog. And then they released the Falcon <laughs> and it, it was, uh, and then I think the Falcon goes and tries to kill something. I, I can't I even remember. It was like 20, 20 plus years ago. That was unique. Um, and we didn't get her, uh, been oh, on some, been on some home visits with, you know, just really kind of fun stuff. Like Emily 
Westerberg and Aubrey Johnson put us through this elaborate, like, scavenger hunt. We were all over, you know, Spokane and Idaho Falls and only to culminate to this huge party at one of their houses for them to commit to us and stuff. Huh. And it was, it was pretty, it was amazing. Yeah. And Bessie Borman's dad took me fishing and he, he kind of trolled and put a fish right there and basically put the hook on the fish and said, Hey, you caught a fish, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been fishing a few times, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, things are, are changing and I don't even know that we're doing all those visits anymore, but there were some, let's see, those are the ones that kind of, I guess, jump out at me. Um, but yeah, I mean, weird and strange in terms of some of the conversations and, and, and things that, that we will, we will not share. <laughs> <laughs> I think falconry suffices. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, obviously, you've got probably some more text messages to return. I imagine <laughs> your phone's been blowing up um, for the last couple of days. But thank you so much again. Thank you, guys. Have fun in Vegas. Go Devils. Um, great to see you, Craig. And um, yeah, stay in touch. I'll, I'll maybe be on the other side of things with you guys in a, in a little bit. <laughs> Anytime. Appreciate Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Stay comfortable. Great seeing you. Okay. <laughs> did did you finish by saying stay comfortable? I did. <laughs> nice. She really empowered you there. Yeah, very much so. Wow, that was the best of the best. So there. I'm curious. Before we get to our our next interviewee, mm. Craig, you've known Charlie a long time. What was the best part of the last 20 minutes for you? <sighs> just boy, that that's. I just love talking to Charlie, to be honest. And like I said, I sat in her office so many times mm. where we'd start with the nuts and bolts of the story. And then we just veer off into something completely unexpected. That wasn't even going to make it into print. Charlie, I call it cognitive agility. She could just bounce between any topic and just offer insightful analytical thoughts on just about anything. I just love talking to her. So it's just great to see Charlie, but I was going to ask you guys a question. When you try and encapsulate a 25 year career, what is Charlie Turner Thorne's legacy at ASU? It's, it's a big one, obviously, but what would you say is her legacy? It, it, it's it's so much more than basketball. It's the impact. I said this a couple of days ago, but just the consistent reminder that it's so much more than her, more than basketball to her, and how she loves impacting people's lives off the court. And they're mm. the. I think the one thing that you always know is a consistency with this ASU bas women's basketball team's ups and downs, even through this ups and downs, is how much they gel off the court and how much they care about each other. Um, even when uh, a team's full of new faces, it just seems like she always clicks it together immediately, and that's just what—that's why she's so special. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, that, that's the big thing for me. I think in terms of the actual like athletic program, she—it's her legacy is just stability. Like the fact, especially these last few years with ASU athletics and them being relatively unstable, the fact that she has been here for so long and. Like when you think ASU women's basketball, you think Charlie Turner Thorne. Like she is the program, yeah. um, and I think, athletically speaking, that will that's ultimately her legacy is that she she is ASU women's basketball. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. There, I mean, there's just you look at ASU athletics and certain teams lack culture. Um, they lack that camaraderie that you want to see, and kind of to Shane's point, like over 25 years at ASU, she's instilled such a such a dominant culture that this team is used to winning. This team mm -hmm. deserves to be in the tournament every single season. 
Um, so that that's not something that you see across the board at ASU, but you always could find a Charlie Turner Thorne team um, that would be ready when it was time to go mm-hmm. or a team that was always going to be fighting to the bitter end. And I think we saw yeah. that in Vegas. Absolutely. Down yeah. however many points they were and then stormed back. So That's the key word, right? Fighting. That's yeah. that's how I always think yeah. of her. She's a fighter. She used to tell me I'm 5'5 five, five in my best shoes. <laughs> so I, I got to be like this to, to have success in this business. And that's who she was her entire career. Absolutely. And I think her teams took on that characteristic. Yeah, Josh puts it well. 25 years uh, molding girls into women with great character has an impact on the world that we'll never fully be able to appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think it's we can sit here and try to encapsulate what her legacy is going to be, but I don't think you ever really truly can. She's just uh, I think her impact is going to live longer than any of us will, and it should. Yeah, it should. I think I wrote an opinion piece on phnx or gophnx.com the other day of she should be honored in a way unlike many that have coached or even played at ASU. Like if Ray wants to do her justice to the 25 years that they, or that she was here, like give her a statue. Mm. She deserves more than her name hanging at DFA, um, more than something named after her. Like she deserves to be just to live, I guess forever um, outside of DFA. So that's what I, I said. I like that. I think they should name the court after her. At yeah. the very least, I think it should yeah. be Charlie Turner Thorne Court. Um, that's a great idea. I think yeah. that's when you look at some of the most legendary coaches in men's and women's basketball. That's how their schools tend to honor them. Pat Summit, Jim Beheim, Coach K. Like they all have their courts named after them. And I think yeah. CTT has been the one consistent men and women's basketball yeah. at ASU. It's Charlie Turner Thorne. Yeah. How many coaches like can you think of that at a Division One program have spent twenty five years in the same place? And had, I mean, just the amount of success that she's had. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's been, I mean, it was great getting to talk to her. Um, do we have, okay, so we've got our next, our next guest. And Craig is going to, uh, he's got some hockey yeah, stuff. And I think you to. have to talk about. Um, Attempt to gracefully exit here. <laughs> gracefully exit. Thank you, Craig. At what? The DraftKings Sportsbook. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Before we get Austin Nunez in here, let me tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app because we've got a lot to be excited about. Conference championships are underway, boys. And the Pac-12 tourney is this week. We are going to be in Vegas, if you didn't already know. And that's why you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app because it's one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. And new customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. But don't worry, if you're not a new customer like the three of us, you can also get into some same-game parlays. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that's where Shane likes to make all of his money. That's not true at all. <laughs> that's where I lose a lot of it. Um, but just, just smile and nod. That's what you're smiling and nod. There we go. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. They win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, Arizona, the gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, a minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. We should tell you about our next partner who's got a product that I feel like we all use um, on most days. That is Athletic Greens because, guys, it, it, it helps me just start my morning. Mm. Right. I, I I do need energy drinks still. You do need but bangs. that's just that's my own caffeine addiction. You tried mixing them? 
I have not. I don't I think don't that's don't how recommend. they recommend that. <laughs> uh, but with one delicious scoop doctors. of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. You know how I know it's good for you? Because mm. a lot of those things I don't even know how to say. It just, it just, it just means you're... You're you're not very smart. <laughs> That's what I listen, man. Adaptogens, adaptogens. Yeah, probiotics. I don't necessarily know what they are, there but I go. do know what it, I can I can say adaptogen. You can Whoa. say I just kind of I butchered it. Um, I can say probiotics. That's for sure. That's good. Wow. Okay. Well, Athletic Greens is a no brainer. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. Athletic Greens has over seven thousand five star reviews. It costs you less than three dollars a day. Plus, you're investing in your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sundevils. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash sundevils to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, Austin's getting that set up. We can hear you. Can you hear us? Uh, Yeah, kind of. I'm good. I'm good with kind of. Yeah, I'm good with kind of. <laughs> Perfect. Austin, well, while we got you for a little bit, I want to ask you about your game and what you're bringing to ASU. What do you feel is the most underrated part of your game? Um, I feel one of the most underrated parts of my game are probably, like, defense. I think people, like, underrate me on as far as me able to guard the ball. I think I'm an elite defender when I want to be. And uh, I feel like on the defense side, I could really lock in. And when I lock in on defense, I feel like everybody else will lock in on defense with me because I'm the point guard of the team. Well, th- this team, a-, a lot of what has gotten way better this year is the team defense, yeah. I would say. Um, in addition to team defense, what else are you bringing to the Sun Devil basketball team that people should look out for? Um, my shooting and just my ability to make others around me better. Uh, I feel... If I get open shots, uh, I'm definitely – I think I will knock them down at a good percentage. And I feel I just know know how to play the game of basketball to get others in the right spot and really just know when to come off the ball and when, when to shoot the ball and just knowing my role when I'm out there. So I know you're a Texas kid. I'm from Texas myself originally. I know there's a lot of a state pride in Texas. And you were getting offers from – some of the biggest programs in the state, Baylor, Texas. What made you decide to leave the state, come join Bobby Hurley at ASU? What was what was the pitch? Why did you decide to make that decision? Um, Coach Coach Hurley is uh, I mean, was a fantastic uh, college basketball player. Um, he played my position. He did it at a really high level, and I think uh, learning from someone like him is just something you can't pass up on because. He played my position. I'm around his size. Uh, it's just someone I, I think I can really learn things from that can lead me on to the next level and help me get there at a good rate. So you were at the game, this this last game on Saturday, right? Uh, no, sir, I was not. Okay, but you've seen Hurley coach and just the energy that he coaches with, right? Yes, sir. Do you think you've ever had a coach – that makes as many facial reactions in a game as Bobby Hurley? Uh, I, I would say my high school coach. As far as <laughs> the facial reactions, he's right there with them. But 
other than that, no, nah, Coach Coach Hurley definitely brings uh, a crazy amount of energy uh, when he's coaching, especially towards towards the refs. And I just I just like the passion he coaches with. Aside from Hurley, have you gotten the opportunity to talk with any of the uh, current ASU basketball players on this team yet? Uh, yes, I have. Whenever I went to a, I came to a game and they played Oregon State. And so after that game, I went in the locker room, talked talk to the guys. And it wasn't, it wasn't my first time because mm-hmm. I got kind of close with them when I came on my visit. So it was just kind of just a, how are you like? Just and talk to you in a minute, kind of conversation. Just they played, they played well that game. So we didn't really talk much about the game. Just they were just asking me how my season was going and if the playoffs had started for me yet, and just questions like that. What's the what's the vibe around these guys? What like how how do they interact? Uh, do you sense that they're super close? Uh, and are are you expecting the same kind of energy to be brought into next year? Uh, I definitely think the guys are super close uh, as far as me being around them when I was there. And just, I mean, with the season that they went through, the ups and downs, even the game I was there, they could have just not really been together and close. So seeing that was huge because having a, an up and down season, you, you don't have to be close the whole time. You can Somebody can really just not really want to be, be what's best for the team and just go on go on their own so just seeing them all just stay together and still be close was was, was huge uh when you were growing up and you were kind of like getting into the sport of basketball did you have any like favorite players or anyone that you tried to kind of model your game after um as far as like favorite players my favorite player of like all time is kobe i wouldn't say like i've tried to model my game after him but as far as like favorite player of all time is, is definitely kobe like as far as my, me just watching players, I just think he's the best. Like LeBron, LeBron's LeBron, but I just, Kobe just, I don't know. I've just always had some towards Kobe. Like I just always thought he's the best player. About, but he gets bonus as, points for uh, that. <laughs> as far as uh, players that I model my game after, I would say um, I watch like a lot of Mike Conley, like guys like my size that are lefties, like Mike Conley. Uh, I watch I watch him a lot. Uh, I watched like D'Angelo Russell. I watched him and when he was in high school a lot, and of course in the NBA, and just just guys that are really just similar to my game, like lefties that can shoot, campaign, kind of play off ball screens, get get to the paint and finish, <laughs> just stuff like that. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. We want to get into to some more fun questions uh, to let everybody listening or watching get to know you a little bit better. Um, and your personality. So I'm curious, we've talked about Bobby Hurley and his energy. Um, he was a great college basketball player, but if you laced up against Bobby Hurley right now in a game of 21, what do you think the score would be? <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know what the score would be. I don't know how well Coach Hurley's moving. I mean, I know he still goes out and practice, but <laughs> as far as like playing against him right now, I mean, I think I'd, I'd win the game. As I, I don't see why I shouldn't win the game, just because he's he's a lot older now. I saw I saw you tweet a video of, or uh, retweet a video of you putting some poor kid in a blender and <laughs> hitting a step back three. You, you would you do that to Bobby? Would you make him touch Earth? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I would mean to, but if it happened, <laughs> it happened. Like, if it happened, it happened. It. 
Like this is this part of the game. <laughs> so I uh <laughs> I saw a tweet um from your account in 2020 that said you I believe it was 2K17 you said was the best 2K. Um being honest, what badges would you have and what do you think your highest rating would be? Like the singular <laughs> attribute. Uh as far as as the what you asked, I'd probably say um for sure catch and shoot on like Hall of Fame. And then uh I would say corner specialist for sure on like gold. Yep. Um I would say like pick and roll maestro, I would definitely say on like a Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say uh Dimer, Dimer on a Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then if if I want to go as far as like what I was from a high school team, I'd say like uh, I forgot what the rebounding badge was, but I would put that on like a silver. I thought I got a good amount of rebounds for my size this year, and then uh, I can't think of anything else. But that, that's what I would think. Off <laughs> love the top. it. Dang, I do love it. Uh, so, go ahead. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but Coach Hurley, um, he doesn't eat on game <laughs> days. Like all day, he'll go without eating, which I have to imagine is pretty rough. Yeah, those those 9 p.m. games. Uh, I'm assuming you eat before games, but do you have any like weird rituals or anything like that or any just any pregame rituals um, that you've kind of developed over the years? I would say there's a pregame ritual like before like every game. Uh, I usually eat like some type of candy. I don't know. It's just like I eat some type of candy before the game and then like I'll drink like some pickle juice. Like and then... That's usually like my thing. Like I'll eat some candy and then drink some pickle juice. Like I would say that's my little weird thing that I do before the game. So the opposite of Bobby. The opposite Bobby doesn't Bobby. eat. You eat candy and pickle juice. I like it. <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard the combination of candy and pickle juice. <laughs> I'm curious. What's the best combo that you found? Like what goes well with pickle juice yeah, from the, a candy what's the perspective? Candy? <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not like anything together. Like I'll eat the candy before the game, and then like as as the game gets closer to like starting, like I'll drink the pickle juice so I don't cramp up. Yeah. So. I like I, I I played a lot this year for my team, so I was trying not to cramp. So what's the what's the favorite candy though? Uh, I I like those uh, the sour patch those bites. Mm, I like yeah, those, those are good. Or like the straws, like those are my favorite. Love it. That's Respect. a good one. The last question we've got for you. Uh, let's let's fast forward to to next season. Uh, assuming that you all hit some game winners for the Sun Devils. If you could hit one against any specific Pac-12 team, who would you want to hit it against? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, if I'm being honest, like you got to say Arizona just because yeah. of the rivalry. Just, I mean, as far as like the history behind it, like that would mean the most like game, in my opinion, to hit like a buzzer beater in. For sure, um, I think Sun Devil fans appreciate that answer. Yeah, yeah, I just like last thing I guess. Do you have like a, a message for Sun Devils fans? Um, what what are you? What do you want to do when you get here? What what should we expect? Um, I just want to make an impact as far as um, when I get there, just on and off the court, just someone that everybody just sees that while he's there, he like he, he changes everyone around him in, in, in a good way, like makes makes an impact as far as his teammates on the court. And everybody that's around him wanted to be around him. Looks like we lost Austin. 
School Wi-Fi. Yeah, school oh, Wi-Fi, sure. not the greatest. Not the greatest. <laughs> I promise all. ASU has better Wi-Fi. Yes. He's lying. They don't. <laughs> hey, ASU Media Wi-Fi goes hard. It does go hard. Austin, thank you so much. If you could still hear us, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time today. I'll take yeah, that as we, a no. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, Sean, obviously, we're, we're all excited to to yeah. see him on the court at DFA. What did you learn um, about him just getting the, the chance to talk to him for a couple minutes? Um, he just seems like like a cool guy. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it was, it's cool to see him kind of open up. We started asking the fun questions, saying that he would put Bobby um, in the dirt if he had to. Uh, but <laughs> it's, like it's just part of the game. <laughs> it's just part of the game. No, but I just really like that he has um, – he's – a high school kid and he's already thinking about how he wants to make an impact on the people around him. He's yeah, not really yeah. just focused on his game. Um, I think that is like, that's incredible to see such a young kid have that kind of foresight before he even gets on campus. Yeah. And kind of, kind of ironic. It comes right after talking to CTT yeah, yeah. who had such a just giant impact. Yeah. Um, Shane, same question to you. What, what are you excited for um, now that we've gotten a chance to talk to Austin for a little bit? I'm most excited. The fact that he gelled so well, when he came here and he said he got to really know the guys on his first visit. Yeah. And then after he had already committed, went to the OSU game and talked to them after the win. Um, it just seems like this environment and I've been saying this for a while, but Bobby just knows how to keep guys close and mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening, weather the storms and, and Nunez seems like the perfect fit for this program. Just such a good dude from what we've, from brief moments we talked to him. Um, I'm really excited for him to get here. Yeah. He was, he was hanging out at that, um, that uh, OSU game with uh, another class of 2020 recruit, uh, Duke Brennan, or mm-hmm. Brennan, Duke, Duke Brennan, yeah, yeah. Um, who's uh, a big man. So talked about that, that pick and roll. Maybe, yeah. get, maybe you can get some work in. Yeah, I also loved how honest bit. he was about his badges. He's like, give me yeah. Hall of Fame Hall twice. Of fame, Hall of Fame. And he, he was he was humble about the the rebounding. Only yeah. gave himself a silver. I respect yeah. the, the self-awareness. Do you think, <laughs> you think you could beat him in 2K? In 2K? Yeah. Not, obviously not on the I was, court. I was, when you said not that on sentence, the court. I was like, where are you not going? Not on the court. Uh, 2K? I don't know. I don't I know like how I don't know how nice he is in two K. I don't know. Wow. What'd you say? I said I feel like you're garbage on the sticks. Mm. I'm gonna be honest. Two K is definitely not my game. Like what's your game? FIFA. FIFA uh, and okay. NHL are, are the two that I probably I mean, I can give probably everyone in this office hands in any of them. Um, but nah, that's I'm, I'm kinda talking about the side of my neck there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how any of y'all play. I don't know fallacy. how Austin plays. I can compete though, I'll tell you that. Okay. Well, well I what his two K team is. Next yeah, time we'll ask him. Next time, yeah. when hopefully he gets better internet and we can ask him <laughs> when he's on campus. The, exactly, yes. or maybe ASU yeah, maybe we can get him. Maybe we can get him in studio yeah, and we can okay. do a, a live two K tourney with him. Uh, I feel like Josh could cook all of us in two K. By the way, no one's beating me. I'm sorry, <laughs> wow. Josh. That sounds like a challenge, Shane. <laughs> I don't understand what Irish spring green. <laughs> what is green green? Like green? Oh, beans? green bean. Yeah. Who's your team? Uh, it just depends. It depends how bad my opponent is. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you guys magic. so much for watching live or if you're listening back on audio. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully you got as much out of the last hour as we did. Um, just great interviews, really, all together with CTT and then Austin as well. Um, if you like the stuff we're doing, again, you can go become a member at gophnx.com today. You can follow the show on social at phnx underscore sundevils. You can follow me at anthony underscore toe Mr. Sean? At Sean underscore to pause. Sexy as always. There you go. That was nice. That's good. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane Deep. And don't, do not forget, we're leaving tomorrow, baby. Be in Vegas Be next time you see these beautiful faces.
this so. town. Oh. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. Even was if he's singing too it? much like Elvis? <laughs> well, I mean, I did sound no, that's exactly what I'm like saying. Elvis. Like, I was singing felt Frank Sinatra. You were singing Presley. Like, I feel like we're Yeah, we're get... actually going to Vegas not for the tournament, but to begin our residency. Yeah. 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 I'm getting a residency at the Mirage, but nothing to do with like my artistry or anything. I just coaxed them in and said I'd do something silly once a night. And they're like, that sounds dope. He just goes, yeah, I walked up to him in the lobby and go, that's and that's it. Wow. But yeah, no, in all seriousness, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm stoked. Be, yeah, real, real fun. It's going to be, it's going to be great. I don't know. We're not going to have a show tomorrow, but we are going to have, uh, we'll have updates from the car. I'll yeah, you, you should 100% sure we'll have follow, us, follow us on social for all that stuff. But, uh, I'm going to be live tweeting our car ride. Yeah, see if Matt I'm going to be like 12 or 4 p.m. ASU or PHNX Sun Devils uh, <laughs> is, is down early in this one, but they look to be fighting Dear back God. in the second half of see this it, drive. See if Mac leaves us uh, in the middle of the desert halfway there. Oh, my God. Michaela <laughs> Perkins just got a technical foul. <laughs> she got double T. She got kicked out of her own car, and now we're driving the T. <laughs> she, 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 she got thrown out of the game for for speeding under uh, underneath one of those planes that catches your speed. Have you seen those? No, but I There's know. There's two X's on the big in the middle of the road. Um, and it tracks the point of yeah, it's gonna be fun. No speeding, guys. Be safe. But <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, be sure to follow us everywhere. It's yes, be a good time. and if you're in if you're in Vegas, let us yeah. know. Yeah, I'm tweet not gonna dox us, but we'll come, come say find hi. us, or you'll come say hi. Yeah, tweet at us, and we'll find you. We're not giving out our address. No, Excalibur. <laughs> we will <laughs> catch y'all. We're not giving out our address, but here's the hotel we're staying. Catch at. Catch y'all tomorrow throughout the car ride, and then we'll see you Wednesday um, for a great post game show as always. But for now, peace.